I'm Justin Lesko, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt and former pro MMA fighter. One of the both weirdest and worst parts about combat sports is weight cutting. I've done it many, many, many more times than my kidneys would have liked me to, so I have some insight to share. MMA, Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, wrestling, boxing, Outside of those, what other sport has its athletes intentionally deplete themselves of water and nutrition just before competing? None. The answer is none, because it's stupid to do. Why do we do it? How do we do it? Should we do it? Is it worth it? I'm going to answer all of those questions and more for you. Speaking of questions, I'm going to ask myself to give you the answer. What is the best jujitsu apparel out there? That one is pretty easy. It is Epic Roll. Especially if you're going to cut weight and look emaciated and ghoulish, you're going to want to at least have your apparel on point, And that's where Epic Roll can help. Gis, rash guards, shorts, t-shirts, joggers, hoodies. Whether you're on the mat or off, Epic Roll will have you looking your best. Epic Roll is gear made by grapplers for grapplers. Don't waste more money on stuff that isn't designed specifically for our sport. Give them a follow on Instagram at EpicRollBJJ and use the code PODCAST15 at checkout at EpicRollBJJ.com to get 15% off your order. EpicRollBJJ.com, coupon code PODCAST15. Let's get into weight cuts and we will start with the why. Welcome to That Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. Before I get into why we cut weight, I would just like to remind you all that weight cutting is dangerous and not healthy, and I would not recommend that you do it. There is a difference between losing weight and cutting weight, and I will get into that in a minute, but just in general, don't torture yourself for the sake of competition. If you're a professional competitor or a professional fighter, it's a different story, but if you're in the 75% of people who listen to this show who just train and compete for fun, Don't go crazy with weight cuts. So why do we do it? I have had the following conversation more times than I can count. Someone will ask, why are you not eating what everyone else is? Or why are you losing weight? And you say it's because you have to hit a certain weight for an upcoming fight or an upcoming tournament or an upcoming match. They then look confused. You explain that you want to fight at the lowest weight you can because you want to be as strong as possible relative to your fight weight. They say something along the lines of, so you're going to fight at 155 even though you're currently 175, so you can fight someone who weighs 155. And then you say, no, the person I'm fighting also probably weighs around 175 and will also cut down to 155. Then they will ask, Why don't you just both agree to fight at 175 if that's what you both weigh? And then we get to the point where you say the answer to the question of why does anyone cut weight ever, because one person could cut weight, we all have to. The idea that you're cutting weight to gain an advantage is not accurate. You're cutting weight to prevent your opponent from gaining one. If you both agree to fight at 175, well then someone who weighs 195 could cut down while you don't, And then on fight day, they have a 20 pound size and strength advantage. That's why we do it. It's stupid, but the possibility of one person in the world cutting weight means that we all have to. 
What makes this a real problem is the aforementioned difference between losing weight and cutting weight. Cutting weight is the removal of as much water weight as possible from your body. Losing weight is just reducing your overall weight over time by reducing your body fat. The reason water weight is the biggest thing cut is because it can be lost quickly and replaced quickly. One gallon of water weighs eight pounds. That is a lot of sweat, but it's not as much as you actually think it is. You can do double that in a day. You'll be very miserable, it will be very difficult, and you will be in a very, very bad mood, and it will be bad for you, but you could do it, and and there are people who do. There are people who lose 10 to 15 pounds from Thursday to Friday, weigh in on Friday, and replenish that 10 to 15 pounds of water weight from Friday to Saturday, and then compete Saturday night. By contrast, one pound of body fat is a about 3,500 calories. To burn 10 pounds of body fat, you'd have to burn about 35,000 calories. That's the equivalent to running at a moderate pace for about 70 hours, seven zero hours, while taking in no food and no water. It's just simply not possible. I think I have said enough times now that I don't think you should do a drastic weight cut that one, you can't sue me if you do it anyway and get sick, and two, I can explain to you how I would do it without you taking that to mean you should do that too, or that this next part is in any way an endorsement by me of weight cuts. Don't do it. That being said, how did I do it? Stage one, the diet. In most cases, the process of losing weight for a fight takes place over many weeks through the course of a fight camp. If you know you have a fight in eight weeks, then seven out of those eight weeks, you are not cutting water weight, rather you're losing body fat slowly. If you walk around at 175 and your fight is at 155, you wanna lower your body fat as low as you can so the water weight portion of the cut is as minimal as possible. If you can diet your way down to 160 and then only have to cut five pounds of water weight the week of your event, that is what I would consider ideal. I am not a person whose body responds well to a large water weight cut, but everyone is different. There are people who can cut 15 pounds of water during fight week and feel the same way I do after cutting five pounds. What throws a wrench into everything is that you still need to perform well, and I don't just mean the event that you're preparing for. If the process of losing weight is so drastic that it impacts your ability to train, then you're working against your own goals. If you need to lose less weight over the first seven weeks to maximize your performance in training, then you're looking at a larger water weight cut in fight week. What becomes even more difficult about all of this is the juggling of those aspects and trying to come with the best possible plan. The way to lose body fat is to consume less calories than you're putting in. That's it. There's no magic trick. There's no pill you can take to be skinnier. You have to burn more calories than you consume. Again, I can only go off personal experience and it will be different for everyone, but I am not a person who functions well on a low carb or keto diet. You will hear a lot of people say, just cut carbs and lose weight, but that doesn't work for me. I need carbs to feel like I can train appropriately. So in order to fuel my body for workouts, I would need to know exactly how many calories and how many carbs I'd burn in a workout so I can fuel properly beforehand. I also needed to know exactly how many calories I'd consume in a normal day in total and then reduce that number by about 10 to 15% in order to lose weight. 
it's not training on an empty stomach to burn calories and lose weight, but then you're eating at different times throughout the day. It's actually the opposite. It's consuming less overall during the course of the day in total, but also having enough in your body before training to maximize your performance. And the calorie deficit for the day in total is what loses the weight. Remember, the goal isn't to lose weight, it's to lose weight and win. And it's gonna be very difficult to win if the process of losing weight has seriously diminished your ability to train. It's seven weeks of training and bringing down the body fat and then we're coming into fight week. What comes next? Stage two, the water cut. First, let me start off with telling you some things that I know people do during fight week to lose water weight and why they are stupid. Number one, people cut carbs from the diet completely. At first glance, the thinking does make a bit of sense. Carbs are stored in your body in the form of glycogen. Every gram of carbs requires two to three grams of water to store it. So you're looking at potentially four total grams of weight being stored in your body for every carb you eat. That does add up. And if you cut out all of those for an entire week, you should be better able to make weight. So that's good, right? Wrong. We're not there to lose weight. We're there to lose weight and to win. Your body needs carbs to perform. As your heart rate increases, your body uses more and more carbs as fuel. And this should come as a shock to no one, but your heart rate is going to reach its maximum levels during competition. At those high levels, your body needs carbs for fuel. And carbs are not like water. You cannot quickly replenish them. You're looking at minimum of 48 hours before your empty glycogen stores are replenished. That means if you start consuming carbs the second you get off the scale on Friday, you're not fully carb loaded until sometime Sunday, well after the event. Cutting carbs during fight week is a bad idea. Number two, some people stop consuming water completely during fight week. I'm trying to lose water weight, so I shouldn't put any in, right? Also wrong. When there's no water coming in, your body thinks you're dying of thirst and will do everything it can to not lose any more water. I'm sure you've heard fighters who have missed weight say some version of, I just stopped sweating. Obviously, there is still water in their body. They'd be dead if there wasn't, but they have reached a point where their body cannot release any more water because it is just in survival mode. For me, I know that if I'm trying to sweat out water and I have a little sip of some, when I get to a point where I feel like I'm not sweating, out of nowhere, I feel this rush of sweat. My body realizes that it's not dying and it lets more water come out. Again, this is just my own personal experience, but taking in a small amount of water to help your body keep sweating, it's preferable to just going completely dry. Number three, you will also see people water loading where they might drink two or more gallons of water the day before they are going to cut out a large amount of water weight. And they're following the same thought I just laid out, but they're taking it to an extreme. I'll trick my body into thinking it has tons of water, so I will sweat like crazy. The problem with this is that you can flush out electrolytes you need with overconsumption of water and you'll throw your body out of whack. Probably don't need to worry that you might be drinking too much water day to day, but if you chug two to three gallons of water in a day in the hopes of water loading your body, you might run into problems and it might negatively affect your performance. For me, 
The best way to approach the week of the event is to eat minimally, only consuming exactly what I know I'm burning. I'm not burning too much the week I'm competing because I'm kind of taking it easy, so the calories are pretty low, but I'm still getting stuff in, including carbs, so that my glycogen levels aren't completely depleted for the actual competition. Before the water cut, I am drinking slightly more water than average, but not so much that I'm flushing out my electrolytes. And how close I am to the weight limit will depend when I start my water cut. If I'm five pounds over, I'll just cut that the day before anything more than five pounds, and I'll do a few cutting sessions over the course of a day or so. Again, just for me, the hot bath is my best friend. It is admittedly slower than throwing on a garbage bag and a sweatsuit and running to let the sweat pour out, but I also know myself and if my body is super heated like that and I'm pouring sweat, I will get dry mouth and I will suffer more. If it's a slower cut or I'm just laying in a tub sweating, I'm not as tortured by the thought of not being able to drink water during the cut. I'll have a few sips of water every half hour or so while I'm sweating just to encourage my body to keep releasing water. If it's hot outside, I'll put on some sweats just maybe for 20 minutes total of walk for 90 seconds, jog lightly for 30, and repeat over and over, but that's about the extent of the activity I'll do. What I want to avoid at all costs is cooking myself in a sauna, so miserable that I'm crying, feeling like I'm being tortured by myself just to make weight, starved with no food for days and so little water my body literally thinks I'm dying. If you cut weight like this, your performance will suffer. It is bad enough in grappling events, but in events where you're potentially getting hit repeatedly in the head while in a state of dehydration is just a recipe for a bad outcome. In the Journal of Concussion, you know, one of my personal favorites, James E. Clark and Emily Sirwak concluded, quote, We can speculate that hydration has an impact on athletes for suffering concussive injuries, end quote. Why put yourself into an intense dehydration just before a trained killer tries to pound your skull in? If you're going into a fight or you're going into a grappling match, you want to be in the best physical condition you can be in. You want to be fueled. You want to be hydrated. You don't want to be coming off a week of torture. In pursuit of minimizing our opponent's advantage, we can very quickly reach a point of diminished returns where we deplete ourselves so much that our performance suffers. Don't cut weight if you don't have to. Think about how you want to feel going into competition. Do you want to lose a few pounds of fat by way of a sustainable caloric deficit over a few weeks? Yeah, good for you. Go for it. Should you cut 15 pounds of water weight? No. Did I? Yes. I do hope you found this informative and it gave you a good look at how pro fighters lose weight the way that they do and also made you think about your own approach to your weight. If you liked this episode and you want to get early access to add free episodes in the future, why not check out Patreon, which I linked to down in the description. It's two bucks a month. You can swing that. You've probably got that in the cup holder of your car, and that will give you access to things nobody else gets. Plus, everyone who subscribes on Patreon gets to listen early and ad-free. Thank you all for listening, and I hope to see you in the next episode.